Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Ranger Pod, the podcast that chucks giant eyeballs at the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. I'm PDT, I'm not remotely an expert in Power Rangers, and joining me is Grax, who's even less of one. Hi. Hi, Grax. How you doing? Hi. Yeah, I. I. There is I, because it's the episode's I. Well, we haven't got to the title yet. That's literally how far we haven't got. Um, <laughs> well, thanks, Grax. Yep, spoilers. Spo- spoiler up there. Yep, because today we are looking at the episode I, I Guy. It first aired on September 14th, 1993. If you want to go and pause this to go and watch it, do so. You'll get all the jokes. If you don't, that's fine. We'll try and carry you along. So, Grax, what happened in the episode? We drop into Billy's house where we find the Rangers screaming and going up and down a roller coaster with the power of virtual reality sunglasses, which is invented by a little boy named Willie. Willie is entering his Oculus Rift killing hardware to the local junior science fair competition. Well, it can't really kill something that's still like 24 years in the future. I know. That's how advanced this child is. Right. Thinking of a concept which is not even even possible to be perceived in one's imagination. Then we are briefly told by Rita that she wants to steal the intelligence of the little boy and make it her own. Yeah, she wants to steal a bit of Willy. <laughs> oh no oh no oh. so the heroes and willie are walking through a park to the fair and putties appear two minutes and 40 seconds into the episode is that a new record yeah it's a brand new record for my <laughs> reckon so yeah after they quickly defeat the putties well sort of quickly i mean what they did was they slowed down the f- camera footage so it's really slow and choppy and so they didn't actually have to show them connecting with any putties I counted that. That entire sequence, it was one minute long. It felt longer. The putties, they all disappeared, and then the six of them continued to walk to the fair, as if nothing had happened. Back on the moon, Rita, Repulsor, and Finster remembered the good old days, when they used a monster called Eye Guy on some planet called Regechu, or something like I don't know. I don't think it, that's even close, but okay. Uh, it's fine don't worry about it uh, they remember the time that that child walked through a creepy forest poked a giant demon eyeball of a baseball bat and that child was then disintegrated you mean that japanese child that japanese child yeah that was disintegrated good times we shortly get to see the eye guy appear in all its glory looking like some child-friendly version of something horrific from dark souls billy and willy that's an unfortunate combination of names. Billy and Willie, they set up the VR hardware, and Bulk and Skull, they turn up to the science fair, and they try to cause some trouble within the nerd community. However, it all backfires when Skull shoots some fart gas onto Bulk's jeans, causing them to evaporate into nothing, revealing Bulk's giant-sized Sorry, underwear. fart gas? Well, it's a kind of some sort of misty gas thing. It's some kind of gas that dissolves the trousers. Do your yeah. farts dissolve trousers? It depends what I've been eating the night before, and there's some serious curries out there, I'm telling you what. Right. So yeah, everybody laughs at the bullies, and then Billy the King Geek stands up to the bullies, followed by Jason and Zack backing them up. And then Bulk and Skull, they get angry and throw the first punch, but the duo are easily defeated. So Bulk and Skull are put into some auto-fashion booth machine thingamabob, and they are forced to wear 90s drag queen clothing, because they're horrified by their feminine sides, Remember, this was the 90s. Bulk and Skull scream, and they run away. 
The competition judge, Professor Man-Thing Person, notices the commotion happening near the heroes and so decides to disqualify Willy and his VR entry for no good reason whatsoever. The teachers in this program are dicks. They are all mean people who have got something against anyone associated with the heroes. And it's, it's not fair whatsoever. Okay, so Willie tries his hardest to act upset, but it is physically beyond his acting abilities. So he <laughs> runs away. Then we see Willie at a random park and we hear his inner thoughts of disappointment about how terrible of a child actor he is. And then suddenly oh, I... Hang on, can we, can we stop laying into this kid? He's probably I... lying somewhere, listening to this, hoping that, you know, someone will have a nice thing to say about the acting he did as a child. He's hearing this, he's shooting up, it might be the last time. You know... <laughs> Can we leave? This guy's <laughs> suffered enough. Can we leave him alone? <laughs> but it's bad. It's not good acting. It's, it's not that it's, bad. It bothered me, okay? It was just so... F- we'll save it. We'll save it for the analysis. Oh, what? So we're going to rag on him more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll be fair. He has inner thoughts about how disappointed he was that his entry was unfairly disqualified. And then eye guy appears! Well, his demon eye form appears. Yeah, they couldn't get the rest from Japan. No. <laughs> Much like the extinct dodo bird, Willy seems totally unable to convey fear as Igar shoots an energy beam and obliterates Willy, leaving only his blue underwear. The end. Actually, what really happens is Willy is teleported to some weird dimension where he's spinning around one of those gyrating wheel contraption frame thingies. Otherwise known as a gyroscope. That's a perfect name for it. The rangers search high and low and discover Willie's hat. Jason jumps to the conclusion that Rita might be up to this, uh, despite there being no evidence of her involvement whatsoever. Most missing persons cases are Rita. In the real world, it would be a case for the police. It could be a bog standard kidnappers. It could be just regular burglars. Not everything has to do with Rita. I'm just saying, have they checked the moon for Maddie? Luckily, Zordon confirms Jason's wild accusations at the command center. It's morphing time! Twelve minutes into the episode. So, the Power Rangers, they show up. Babu runs away. The Rangers fight Igo with their power weapons, including firing the mega cannon thingy. And Igo blows up. The end. But wait! The Igo reforms and shoots eyeballs from his eye nipples! Eye nipples. Eye nipples, yes. Eye nipples. Which was strangely drawn on, shooting up the uh, eye nipples beings. But it's, it's announced once again, it's the main eye that must be destroyed. And so Zordon tells Billy where the main eye is, so he goes off to find it. More eye nipples! We're still going with that, okay. Billy finds the main eye in the woods, the main eye shoots his energy blast, and Billy takes a hit for some mystery- mysterious stranger that accidentally wandered into the movie set, and that person is never seen again. So Billy impales the main eye with his power lance, and it blows up. And then the eye guy starts blowing up in front of the other rangers. And Rita gets mad, throws the stuff at the earth. Steam blows up eye guy's skirt, and he gets large. Jason declares it enough is too much, and it's dinosaur power time. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They all power up the power crystals. They merge. Megazords, battle mode, punching, punching, getting out the megazords, the mega, the mega sword. Punching, punching, getting the mega swords. They slash the eyeballs. They fall apart, but then they reassemble due to the main eye being untouched. And so they realize this. They get the big chop of the main eye. The eye guy dies, and Willie is set freeze. So back at the science fair, Professor Judge Guy changes his mind about the disqualification after trying out the VR sunglasses and awards Willie first prize. Mm, I'll get on to that. 
And finally, Bulk and Skull sheepishly return to the fair wearing stropey towels covering their naked flesh. And they ask for their clothes back, which is a fair thing to ask for. And it turns out that their clothes were shrunk in the fashion booth machine. And everybody laughs at Bulk and Skull. The end. Well, thank you, Grax. Uh, I mean, Bulk and Skull, probably both of them too poor to afford clothes. They clearly come from poor families. And now their clothes have been destroyed. They're one and only set of clothes destroyed. And now what are they going to do? They've even got their drag queen outfits, all those towels. It's not fair that they've got a hot life. Well, I have to say Skull looked pretty hot as a drag queen woman. I kind of fancied Skull. <laughs> no one's disputing that fact. But, uh, you know, it was the 90s. You weren't allowed to be, like, dressed up. So, yeah, that was episode eight. I mean, there's a lot to talk about in this one, I feel. Let's start with the whole science fair aspect of the story. Yes, let's start with the super advanced stuff that the science... <laughs> Willie's invention seems ahead of its time. And, it, you know, as you say, it is. It's Oculus Rift 23, 24 years early. And it's compact, too. It's the size of shades. Yeah, it's tiny. But I would argue it's not even the best of the inventions that we see. I don't know what was going on with the guy with the acid spray, because that's essentially what that was. I mean, that guy should not be in a science fair. He should be in prison. He should be in a science fair for children, because he, well, he was a full-grown adult. Well, so was the woman with the fashion booth. That fashion booth is a hell of an invention. That stuck out like a sore thumb for me. It's not like Bulk and Skull just have to like stand in a particular position. They're literally just flung in, and they come out looking like immaculate women. But there was a little bit of action in terms of all the clothes being thrown up in the air in a comedic fashion with glitter. But how was that not a better invention than Willie's little sunglasses? I know that kind of thing could revolutionise people getting dressed in the morning immensely. Yeah. Well, it's the Jetsons, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's what they used in the Jetsons. (sighs) You're absolutely right. It's the future of yesterday. Maybe the Jetsons is the future of Power Rangers. (laughs) Yeah, I do see a point. I, I think that uh, disintegration gun or fashion booth deserves it much more than like a pair of sunglasses with some kind of sweet box thing put together. How would that even work? You, you looked at the box and it's like, this is just garbage cobbled together. No, it had quasitronic circuitry in it. It's fine. Oh, dear God almighty. Just don't get me started on that. <laughs> i tell you what, I bet. What was the name of the, uh, the actor's name? Uh, who's Billy? David Yost. Yeah, I bet he wrote this episode, or at least had a hand in writing this episode. Why? Because this is a full case of, oh, isn't Billy great? You are awesome. And Billy's like, yeah. Everyone gets a focus episode every now and then. I mean, the one thing I will say is that I enjoy the moment when Billy gets to sass bulk. When he's just like, wouldn't you be better off someone else? You have to have an IQ to get in here. You're like, oh, snap. Yeah, that's probably the only time he gets to shine, surrounded by his own kind. Now, I am the king. I did feel a little bit jealous about his sound effects-inducing secret handshake, which he's got going on with Willie. Oh, God. I mean, even David Yost was clearly ashamed by that. <laughs> Seriously, the first time he does that with Willie, he kind of does it, and then Billy's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing. But they do it the second time towards the end where they're trying to do the handshake and the brace pulley outy thingy. 
that noise that the braces make should really only be reserved for squeezing breasts. You know, it's that... Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, on the record, we're a 21st century podcast. We do not endorse squeezing breasts. You know, unless you've got consent, and that's great. Absolutely. Um, We are all for consent and um, respecting Wayne. But, you know, in the 70s, that noise would have been made. (laughs) That is a boob squeezy noise. It sure is. So wait, who is Willie? Is Willie related to Billy in some way because they're same colour coding? No, I don't think so. He's just a random kid that Billy's picked up. Yeah. The Power Rangers do pick up a lot of random kids, don't they? They do. Yeah, it's weird. I'm detecting a worrying pattern forming here. I don't think we should go there. No, let's move on. Yeah, yeah let's cut that bit. <laughs> I mean, I will say that I feel really sorry for Skull because he clearly can't read. He picks up the flyer for the science fair and he's like, fourth annual fair? This is a real serious problem. I mean, Skull is 34 years old and he can't read. <laughs> Why do you think he's 34 years old and still in high school? <laughs> they just keep trying and trying and trying. Everyone else is playing younger than their ages, but Bulk and Skull, no, they're, they're actually their ages and just like they keep having to be held back. Maybe this year will be the year they finally graduate. Uh, I wouldn't bank on it. I know I was saying earlier on that um, Willie's acting was absolutely terrible and I kept mocking it, but I felt like everybody's acting was terrible, really. Welcome to Power Rangers. No, 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 no. I I defy you on that. I think that the quality (laughs) is less this episode compared to previous episodes. It's almost like they just didn't care. Um, They were just phoning it in. Well, talking of phoning it in... Let's talk about Rita and her plot this episode. She can't even be bothered to give the monster a proper name. I don't know. It's kind of fitting because it's got so many different eyes. I'm not saying it's not an accurate description. I just feel like maybe it's a bit too literal. (laughs) At least call him like Evil Eye or something. Evil Eye guy. No, don't have the guy on the end. It diminishes it completely. It has to because it rhymes. You can't take away the guy if I I guy it's quite a cool design i quite like the design yeah it's definitely one of the cooler designs and i think he can be actually quite gruesome and if this was a show aimed more at teenagers and above then he would actually look really 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 disgusting man it's good but yeah that the name man he's also incredibly easy to destroy what are you talking about he keeps reassembling himself it's the exact opposite of being incredibly easy to destroy no no it's not yes he reassembles but the eye just kind of hides about 10 metres away in the forest. And all Billy has to do is tap it with the power lance and that's it. It explodes. That is standard issue, bad guy, weak spots type of thing. No, it's not. You know, it's not like Billy jabs him in the eye. It's not like Billy shoots him in the eye. Billy literally just holds the power lance up against the eye and it explodes. Because it's super weak and sensitive to spiky things. But the spiky thing doesn't go in. He holds the flat side yeah, of the lance <laughs> against the eye. No, no, don't worry about it. It's camera trickery. It's fine. I don't know. It's weak sauce, man. It's weak sauce. Mm. Actually, speaking of that scene, who was that person that Bully took a shot for? Well, I think that's a really good question to ask. Thank you. And so I'll answer it by looking at what happened in the Zoo Ranger episode. Oh, that's a Yeah. Because, I mean, I think that we were meant to just assume that was Willie, 
even though the clothes were completely wrong, they hadn't bothered to give him... They were too busy making him mini Billy to worry mm-hmm. about the scene where he has to be in red stripy things and clearly a girl. The simple answer in American terms is that the girl that Billy took a shot for was the same girl that Rita did a flashback to on Rigel 7 or whatever it was. That was the same girl. Because it was just you range of footage that she was flashing back to. Let's go for a more detailed thing of it. For episode 12 of Zoo Ranger, this one. And the episode called My Dad is a Vampire. That's an amazing title for a show. <laughs> the episode is kind of... as It's as much about Eye Guy as it is Babu or Totopat. Really? Babu? He actually makes more of an appearance in this episode. Very much so, yeah. Because he's, he's a vampire. If you look, he has kind of got bat-like features and fangs and things. But he's never known human blood. So he kind of goes to feast on a woman, like just in downtown Japan. And the little girl hears the woman scream and she's like, hey, what's going on? And Babu runs off, but she starts playing detective with her magnifying glass. She steps on Babu's left foot, even though he's kind of in the bushes, like hiding. And he's like, Aah! so he, d- he doesn't reveal himself, but he is like, I'm going to get that cow. so the next time we see her she's with a policeman and chasing him around with a baseball bat saying that he has he should believe her and things uh it turns out that that's her dad her dad's the policeman and he's really crap at fighting crime basically he just wants a quiet life he's one of those incompetent police people who was only doing it for the job and because there was nothing else available pretty much she actively says he prefers it when there's no crime it's like well no shit sherlock (laughs) wouldn't we all prefer no crime well exactly she wants to encourage him to be like a major detective like i don't know professor layton or something (laughs) so anyway bandora's up in her palace and goldar and squat are asleep we do actually see goldar asleep in the episode briefly but in the american episode she's like oh these two are always asleep so she has fence to knock up Dora Argos. Wow. <laughs> he whips up an entire Superstore uh, d- depot chain. Wow, okay. Exactly, yeah, and it always takes forever to get anything, but that's another issue. <laughs> Comedy! Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she gets Finster to make Dora Argos. The whole reason for that is that because he's got so many eyes, he's never asleep. There's always at least one eye open. Ah, that's quite clever. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. She's like, okay, go down and cause chaos, but also help Totopat get some blood in him, won't you? He's kind of sending Eye Guy down as his wingman, even though Babu's the one with the wings. Eye Guy uses his floating eye to lure the girl in, like, into the forest so that Babu can feast on her. So like you see in the flashback, and she gets taken to this kind of pink dimension with dry ice. It's not too dissimilar to where the time warp was a few episodes ago. Oh, okay, so she wasn't destroyed. She wasn't destroyed, no. Oh, so I was wrong about my assumption. You were, you were. Um, But I guess that was what you were meant to believe. But anyway, she's in this thing and she sees her dad, well, she sees, like, Dracula, like, feasting on someone. Seriously? Like, a stereotypical Dracula-looking character? Very much so, yeah. Wow. And then he gets up and it turns out it's her dad. And she's like, oh, my God. But then it turns out that she's somehow still in the real world but in some kind of trance. And Babu is there, like, preparing to suck on her neck. So Babu's preparing to suck on a little girl's neck. Yeah, because she trod on his foot. So anyway, yeah, then the Zoo Rangers turn up and are like, what's going on? And she's like, my dad's a vampire. 
So red and black spy on him for like 30 seconds. And like, no, nah, he seems like an all right guy. You're lying. So she goes off and has a cry. <laughs> and then the Blue Ranger, Dan, is like, you know what? I believe those tears. We've got to help her. And Geki the Red Ranger's like, yeah, let's work together. But Dan, you stay here. It's like, yeah, let's work as a team, but not, not you. Not you. Because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not you today dan not you today the big eye then gets dan and the little girl and dan sees the dracula dad and goes to fight it for a minute he fights the cape and it's a bit like that bit in doctor strange where the cape's like sentient but not as good uh, oh god jeez it turns out that eye guy's kind of plan apart from helping babu to get blood is to make children lose faith in their parents because you know sentai wait what <laughs> What an obtuse, specific plotline. I wouldn't believe that at all from a monster full of eyeballs. No, I know. So anyway, then Dan gets out of the illusion, but the girl's still there. They go and fight Eye Guy, and there's a big fight. In the meantime, the Eye releases the girl so that Babu can go and suck its blood. You know, it reassembles, and Dan's like, oh, I've got to find the Eye. That's the point where um, the Blue Ranger takes the bullet for that little girl in the Americans' footage. That's yeah. the bit they could quite cut out. Yeah, but he basically saves her from being drained of blood by Babu, who's like, I'll run off now. <laughs> and then that's pretty much it. I mean, they have a sort of closing scene where they get back to the police station and she sees her dad, like, leaning over some woman. And she's like, oh, no, he's a vampire after all. And it turns out he's just picking her up after she fainted. Ah. And she's like, oh, my dad, he's not a vampire. Well done. The end. <laughs> yes, well done, little girl. It wasn't a great episode of G-Ranger, to be honest. Well, it sounded like it had a good premise, but it failed in its execution. I mean, I'll always say this. The Japanese will almost always be the more coherent story, but I kind of preferred the American version, if I'm honest. But the thing is, the American version had a terrible pacing problem, I think. It just... The first half of the episode didn't know if it wanted to go fast or slow or fast. It started off slowly like we're in the house and then suddenly we're in the park and putties and it was, the danger was high and then it was suddenly low when they were, oh, the putties are gone. Let's go back to the, the, the fair. And then it was high and slow. It struggled to keep a regular pace. But once the Power Rangers actually came in, that's when it all just kind of felt more natural. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, you don't really like the bits where they're not fighting. So That's right. I can see how this one might have been a bit of a chore for you. <laughs> yeah. Although it was quite interesting watching some of the fantastical technologies being created by the young minds of Angel Grove. Well, the utterly advanced <laughs> technologies that just shouldn't be possible. By grown-ups pretending to be young children. Yeah, so what what else is there about this episode? I do want to say, why does Jason send Billy off? I can answer that, because Billy and Willie are both blue. <laughs> so it's colour coordination. Apart from at this point where Willie is red. Yeah, uh, shut up, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain it, I never thought about that. Anyone could have done Billy's job of going up there and poking the killer eye. Maybe Jason thought that Billy and Willie... Uh, I don't like saying that. There's two names together, too close to each other. It's weird. But Billy and Willie had more of a friendship going on, especially with their braces handshake thing. Yeah, I guess so. And as for the fight with Eye Guy, they don't even bother anymore. They just go straight to the to the main power blaster. I think it wouldn't have been such a bad thing if Pudgy Pig had eaten the weapons forever. 
oh that's a very good point that i have noticed this myself i feel like they are just rushing in to go to the big powerful stuff to get everything done out of the way because mm. as before it's the problem of pacing and they don't have much footage and they don't have much time to play with it did feel a little bit rushed it's like power rangers power weapons shoot the thing ah but this is where the disassembling and reassembling part of the story comes in yeah i don't know it, it, i mean it didn't thrill me the fact they did it twice you know they played the same trick twice it's kind of a callback to episode two with um bones where they keep trying to destroy bones but he keeps reassembling until they realize it's destroying the head it's always the head so remember kids if you want to destroy your foes completely always go for the head or just like your parents yeah if you want to destroy your parents completely what just aim for the head yeah um should we be condoning that kind of behavior so grax what would you rate this episode um i think all in all it's good and bad it's got good points and bad points the storytelling is a bit all over the place but there are some overall good bits and i can't get over the terrible acting see not once do i have written down anywhere that i didn't like this guy's acting i thought he was all right no i i just couldn't get over the guy's acting it was it was so in my face and how terrible it was especially with his slow talking wow yeah it's it's i don't know anyway despite all these ups and downs i think it had some good points and it was enough to justify me giving it three coins out of five okay uh i'm just looking up actually i'm not sure that willie had the same voice as the child actor i'm sorry what ranger wiki has no um, no are you telling me right now that the voice was dubbed over i am yeah ranger wiki has the voice of willie as an actress called brianne siddle oh my no wait this explains everything <laughs> This is the greatest moment of this episode. <laughs> She's known for voicing Tommy Himmy and Kalumon in over 100 episodes of Digimon. Oh, wow. <laughs> she also later came back into Power Rangers as Circuit the Robot Owl in Power Rangers Time Force. No, no, I, hang on. You're telling me that she overdubbed the boy's voice? Yep. The guy must have been even worse than I thought. This must be like the situation with Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Hercules in New York, where his acting was so thick that they had to redub his entire... Wow. I feel like you're you're still being unfair. Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, this has given me a new reason to go back and watch that episode and just analyse it further about the dubbing. Anyway, so three out of five coins. Um, What do you give it? I think I would also give it three out of five coins, to be honest. It was all right. Yeah, it wasn't a great episode. Actually, maybe it wasn't even a good episode, but I did quite like all the science fair stuff. You know, that was all right. I would rate it, I'm going to say three out of five. Hmm. Okay, three out of yeah, five. Yeah, I'm, I'm not certain. Maybe like a low three out of five? Yeah, like yeah. a 2.5 out of five. Yeah, yeah, just... You might rent this episode. Don't go to the cinema, that kind of thing. Well, it's on Netflix. Ah, well, well. mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not the reason I paid my Netflix subscription, but it's there. (laughs) So, yeah, if you've got any thoughts on the episode, do let us know. TheRangerPod at gmail.com or tweet at RangerPod. I know we film these quite a while in advance, but if we do start getting lots of correspondence, we will do like mini episodes where we read out some of your emails. So it's not pointless. You, you, you know, you will get to have your opinions heard by up to 20 people. 
Yes, absolutely. And the thing is, we want to know, who do you agree with most? Do you agree with PDT or do you agree with me? Yeah, which one of us giving the same rating do you agree with the most? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, join us next time when we'll be meeting the, the character that is Mr. Ticklesneezer. What? Mr. Ticklesneezer? Yeah. I, I, that sounds dumb. I know, you're looking forward to it already. Yeah. Oh... I've been PDT, this idiot's been Grax, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.